Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim In the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful The Islamic Propagation Office at Rabwa www.islamhouse.com Is pleased to present to you this lecture Chapter 195 The Excellency of Optional Prayer Along with the obligatory prayer عن أم المؤمنين أم حبيبة رملة بنت أبي سفيان رضي الله عنهما قالت سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول ما من عبد مسلم يصلي لله تعالى كل يوم سنت عشر ركعة تطوعا غير الفريضة إلا بنى الله له بيتا في الجنة أو إلا بني له بيت في الجنة رواه مسلم حديث حديث عبد الله بن مغفل رضي الله عنه قال Here is the translation narrated Ummu Habiba, the mother of the believers. I heard Allah's Messenger وسلم, saying, A house will be built in paradise for every Muslim who offered twelve rak'ah of optional salah other than the obligatory salah in a day and a night. Seeking the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Next hadith. Ibn Umar radiallahu anhuma qal. Sallaytu ma'a rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Raka'ataini qabla al-zuhri. Wa raka'ataini ba'daha. Wa raka'ataini ba'da al-jum'a. Wa raka'ataini ba'da al-maghrib. Wa raka'ataini ba'da al-isha'a. متفق عليه ريتد ابن عمر May Allah be pleased with him saying I offered along with Allah's messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam two rak'ah of optional prayers before zuhr and two after zuhr noon prayer and two after the Friday prayer and two after the Maghrib evening prayer, and two after Isha night prayer. Hadith 1099 An Abdullah ibn Mughafal radiallahu anhu qal qala rasulullahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bayna kulli adhanayni salah bayna kulli adhanayni salah بين كل أذانين صلاة قال في الثالثة لمن شاء متفق عليه The explanation by Sheikh Muhammad bin Salih al-Uthaymin Rahmatullahi alayhi said You should know that out of Allah's favor that he legislated for his slaves optional prayer in addition to 
in addition to the obligatory prayer, to complete and perfect the obligatory prayer, that because our obligatory prayer by no means can be perfect and complete, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't legislate the optional prayer and somebody act upon it, it will be a bid'ah innovation. But out of Allah's blessings and favor that he had legislated for us, optional prayer, so it can be a means of perfecting and completion to our obligatory prayer. Optional prayer had different types. Some of them is rawatib, which accompany the obligatory prayer. And this ratiba or sunnah that the Prophet ﷺ do it most of the time are 12 rak'at for before Salat al-Zuhr, which he make two rak'at and taslim out. And after this two rak'at and taslim out. And after Salat al-Zuhr, he will make another two rak'at, which will make six rak'at. And he used to pray two rak'at after Maghrib, and two rak'at after Al-Isha, and two rak'at before Salat al-Fajr, done. <coughs> and whosoever praises twelve rak'at during a day and a night, in the same day and the same night, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Almighty, will build for him a house in Jannah, as it came in Hadith Umm Habibah, may Allah be pleased with her. What is more rewarded that this prayer, the optional prayer, to be performed in the house, regardless if the person, Imam or a follower, that because the Prophet of Allah, Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had informed us Afdalu salat al-mar Fi baytihi illa al-maktuba The most rewarded prayer of a Muslim The one that who The one which he performed in his house With exception of the obligatory prayer Even if you are in Mecca Or in Medina the more rewarded for you to pray in your house for the optional prayer that because the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam used to do it in his house there is other optional prayer but is not similar to the rawatib as it came by Abdullah ibn Mughaffar radiallahu an that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Sallu bayna kulli adhanayni salah. What you say, hadith reported by Abdullah ibn Mughaffal, Allah his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, there is a salah between every adhan and yikama. <coughs> there is a salah between every adhan and iqamah. While saying the same 
for the third time, he added, it is for him who desires to offer it. From this we understand that this is not a irratiba sunnah, which the Prophet ﷺ said to perform two rak'at between every adhan and iqamah, between Salat al-Fajr, for Salat al-Fajr between the adhan and the iqamah, there is a sunnah ratiba, and also a zahar there is a sunnah ratiba, which is four rak'at. And also, the asr, that you can make two rak'at between the adhan and the iqama, is no sunnah ratiba between adhan and iqama of asr. That means the Prophet ﷺ didn't always make it before salat al-asr, but sometimes he did it. For the Maghrib also, there is no Sunnah Ratiba before it, but it is recommended that you pray between every Adhan and Iqama two Raka'at, so this will be applied also to the Maghrib. And there is a special Hadith came concerning the Maghrib and said, pray two Raka'at before Maghrib, pray two Raka'at before Maghrib, the third time the Prophet ﷺ added by saying to whom he would desire. So it is recommended, but it is not strongly recommended. Also this will apply to the Isha prayer. There is two rak'at before it. If a person makes the sunnah which is before the salah, he can do it later on after the salah. But if the prayer has two sunnahs, i.e. that has a sunnah before and after, a person for some reason he makes the first sunnah which is before the prayer, so, he can perform it later on after the prayer. As example, Zuhr prayer has four rak'at, which he prayed two rak'at separately and taslim out. Two rak'at taslim out. And after this you make four rak'at for the Zuhr, and after Zuhr you will make two rak'at. So now, six sunnah and four fard. Let's assume a person entered the mosque and he found the imam already starts the congregation prayer. He's supposed to join the imam. And after Zuhr, now you can make the two rak'at sunnah, which after the Zuhr, and after this you make intention to make the sunnah, 
which you had missed already before the Zuhr prayer. As for the Jum'ah, Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, had informed us the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to pray after Jum'ah. And in another hadith that he had ordered to pray four rak'at, he said, إِذَا صَلَّ أَحَدُكُمُ الْجُمْعَةِ فَلْيُصَلِّ بَعْدَهَا أَرْبَعَةِ Whosoever make the Jum'ah among you, let him make four rak'at after it. Some of the scholars, they said, that the ratiba for the Jum'ah, the recommended sunnah of the Jum'ah are four rak'at. And he performed it after the Jum'ah. Some of the scholars, they said, we combine the action and the saying of the Prophet ﷺ. As a result of this, the sunnah for Jum'ah will be six rak'at. And some they said, if you pray in the mosque, you pray four. But if you go home and you make your sunnah there, you make two rak'at. So because hadith Ibn Umar radiallahu an, he said the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to pray two rak'at after Jum'ah. But in another hadith, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said to pray four rak'at. So how the scholar understood this hadith? Some of them, they said that the sunnah for Jum'ah is four rak'at. Some of them, they said six rak'at. And some of them, and some of the scholars, they said, yes. Okay. And some of them, they said, if you pray in the mosque, you pray four. And if you pray at the house, you pray two only. And some, they said, you pray sunnah, jum'ah, six rak'at. And there is no debate over this issue. And we should be concerned of receiving the good of performing this sunnah, insha'Allah. Now we'll go to the next chapter, chapter 1, 196. Babu ta'kidi rata'atayi sunnatu subh. The chapter 196 emphasizes on offering two rak'ah sunnah before dawn prayer, fajr.
حديث 1100 عن عائشة رضي الله عنها أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كان لا يدع أربعا قبل الظهر وركعتين قبل الغداء ناريتب عائشة من الله بليد وذهير الله المسنجر صلى الله عليه وسلم نفر أمتب فور ركعة بفور ظهر أن تورك عابي فور دان فجر بريا نكس حديث ثم عائشة رضي الله عنها قالت لم يكن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم على شيء من النوافل أشد تعاهدا منه على ركعتي الفجر ريت عائشة من الله بيبليز وذهير Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam didn't attach more importance to any nafli prayer than the two rak'ah prayer before dawn. وعنها عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال ركعتا الفجر خير من الدنيا وما فيها رواه مسلم وفي رواية لهما لهما أحب إلي من الدنيا جميعا حديث 1102 ناريتت عائشة من الله بيبليز وزهير الله المسنجر صلى الله عليه وسلم سيد ذاتورك عاه بفور دان فجر رير أربطر ذان ذيس ورد أن أول إت Contains. It's reported in the collection of Imam Muslim, rahmatullah alayhi. In another narration, it goes, the two rak'ah before the dawn prayer are dearer to me than the whole world. Next hadith by أبي عبد الله بلال ابن رباح رضي الله عنه أنه مؤذن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أنه أتى إلى رسول إلى رسول الله أنه أتى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ليؤذنه بصلاة الغداء فشغلت عائشة بلالا بأمر سألته عنه حتى أصبح جدا فقام بلال فآذنه بالصلاة وتابع آذانه فلم يخرج رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فلما خرج صلى بالناس فأخبره أن عائشة شغلته بأمر سألته عنه حتى أصبح جدا وأنه أبطأ عليه بالخروج فقال يعني النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إني كنت ركعت ركعتي الفجر فقال يا رسول الله إنك أصبحت جدا قال لو أصبحت أكثر مما أصبحت لركعتهما وأحسنتهما وأجملتهما رواه أبو داود Now the explanation of شيخ ابن عثمين رحمة الله عليه 
the author Al-Imam Al-Nawawi rahmatullahi alayhi in his book Riyad Al-Salihin the Garden of the Righteousness concerning putting emphasis in the two rak'ah optional prayer before Fajr done first of all we have to understand the speciality of Sunnah Al-Fajr we are two rak'ah before the dawn prayer but they are special because number one that we should pray two short rak'at not to elongate the recitation in it if anybody recites long recitation in these two rak'at he will be different from the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Aisha narrated, إِنَّهُ يُخَفِّفْ فِيهِمَا حَتَّى أَقُولُ أَقَرْعَ بِأُمِّ الْقُرْآنِ in shiddat al-takhfif. That the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to make this two rak'at so short to such a degree sometimes I would say I'm wonder did he pray did he say the fatiha in his prayer number two. What especially also about this two rak'ah, the Prophet ﷺ used to recite the chapter Qulya Ayyuhal Kafirun in the first rak'ah and Qul Huwa Allahu Ahad in the second rak'ah. Or he used to recite Qulu Amanna Billahi wa ma unzila ilayna from Surah Al-Baqarah and قُلْ يَا أَهْلَ الْكِتَابِ تَعَالَوْا إِلَى كَلِمَةٍ سَوَاءٍ بَيْنَنَا وَبَيْنَكُمْ from Surah Al-Imran that means في رسول الله أسوة حسنة لمن كان يرجو الله واليوم الآخر وذكر الله كثيرا indeed he has the most perfect example in the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam for those people who hope to meet with Allah and the day of judgment and those who remember Allah a lot. Now we'll go to the next chapter, inshallah, which is chapter 198. Desirability of laying down on one's right side after the sunnah of Fajr prayer. 
حديد 1110 ريبورتد عن عائشة رضي الله عنها قالت كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا صلى ركعتي الفجر اضجع على شقه الأيمن رواه البخاري ناريتت عائشة من الله بإبليس وزهير When Allah's Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم had offered two rak'ah before fajr prayer he would lie he would lay down on his right side حديث 1111 وعنها قالت يسلم بين كل تسبيح كل ركعتين ويوتر بواحدة فإذا سكت المؤذن من صلاة الفجر وتبين له الفجر وجاءه المؤذن قام فركع ركعتين خفيفتين ثم ضجع على شقه الأيمن هكذا حتى يأتيه المؤذن للإقامة رواه مسلم The explanation by Sheikh Muhammad Salih Al-Usaymin Rahmatullahi Alayhi. Previously, we had talked about the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to perform the two sunnah before Fajr, dawn. And we spoke previously about the speciality of this two rak'ah. And one of the speciality of these two rak'at, addition to what we had mentioned before, that after you pray these two rak'at, you should lay down in your right side, as the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to do. It's been confirmed from Aisha radiallahu anha. And this been in the collection of Imam al-Bukhari as well Imam Muslim rahmatullahi alayhi in the other hadith which reported by Aisha and in the collection of Imam Muslim, the Prophet ﷺ used to pray 11 rak'at, which he made the slim out after every two rak'at, talking about the night prayer. And this shows you the misunderstanding of some people who thought that the Prophet ﷺ used to have four rak'at connected, and after this four rak'at, and after this three. And they misunderstood Hadith Aisha. 
وشئتين كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لا يزيد في رمضان ولا في غيره على إحدى عشر ركعة يصلي أربعا فلا تسأل عن حسنهن وطولهن ثم أربعا فلا تسأل عن حسنهن وطولهن ثم ثلاثا ذات عائشة سيد صلى الله عليه وسلم he never pray more than 11 ركعات doesn't matter if Ramadan or other than Ramadan he used to pray only 11 ركعات he used to pray 4 ركعات so good don't ask about how long and how good they used to be after this he will make 4 ركعات and was so beautiful and so good and so long after this he will make 3 ركعات so some people they misunderstood this hadith and they thought that the Prophet ﷺ used to pray 4 ركعات connected and after this 4 ركعات connected and after this 3 ركعات But we understand the hadith by adding it to the other hadith. That means the Prophet used to pray two rak'at and he taslim out. Two rak'at, taslim out. And after this he will take a little rest. After this the Prophet ﷺ will pray two rak'at and he taslim out. And two rak'at, taslim out. And after this he will take a little rest. After this, the Prophet ﷺ used to pray three rak'at. This is the proper way to understand the hadith. Because the reporter of both hadith are Aisha. And the person who practiced these two hadith is the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ. So it could not be a difference to be understood that he used to be two and two to like this. And not to understand by according other people who said that sometimes they do it like this and sometimes they do it like this. This is not correct. Because the statement of Aisha Kana and Tadulna ala dawam al ghaliban that means when you say the Prophet sallallahu alayhi used to that means this to be most of his time used to do it like this. As for hadith Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, the Prophet ﷺ, he command whosoever pray fajr, whosoever pray. Whosoever pray the two rak'at optional prayer, Fajr, let him lay down on his right side. But this hadith, although it is in the collection of Imam al-Tirmidhi and Abu Dawood, but Imam Ibn Taymiyyah rahmatullahi alayhi, he said this hadith is munkar. And this is not authentic that the Prophet had command 
to lay down on the right side. Because the Prophet ﷺ didn't command the person to lay down on his right side after the Sunnah al-Fajr, on the right side. Other scholars, they approach this. That some of the scholars say, a person who been making tahajjud at night, after he prayed two rak'at for Fajr Sunnah, he will lay down on his right side to give himself a break. But if he didn't make the hajjud at night, there is no need for him to do this. What is more stranger than this? The son of scholars said for a person to lay down on his right side after he makes the sunnah of fajr is a must, and if he did not do so, his morning prayer will be invalid. And this is so strange. Because there is no relationship between laying down on your right side after the optional prayer and the acceptance of your further obligatory prayer. Because this is no relationship between the two salah. And there is no relationship between laying down in your right side and making the salah. But we're mentioning this here to let you see how some people went too far with their opinion. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us all. And these things could not be accepted, not logically, and it has no foundation in the Quran or the Sunnah. But if a person had made tahajjud, qiyam al-layla, at night, and he's tired, now we say to him, you should lay down in your right side until the morning prayer is ready, as long as the person wasn't afraid that he may fall in deep sleep. And inshallah with this, we come here to stop for this session, and inshallah we continue later on. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows this. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to benefit the speaker as well as the listener with what we heard. As well I ask him subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive me for my lousy translation. If anybody have any question related to our chapter for today, you may ask. Jazakumullah khairan. سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك. In conclusion, we ask Allah that He brings you benefit through this lecture. For more information, you may contact us through the following address: the Islamic Propagation Office, Rabwa, P.O. Box two nine four six five, Riyal. 11457 Saudi Arabia
فون فور فور فائیو فور نائن زیرو زیرو آلسو فور نائن ون سکس زیرو سکس فائیو فیل فری ٹو وزٹ آر ویب سائٹ ایٹ ڈبلو 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 اسلام ہاؤس ڈاٹ کام السلام علیکم و رحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ